Hello, and welcome to Breast Cancer Conversations, a podcast brought to you by survivingbreastcancer.org. I'm Laura Carfing, breast cancer survivor and founder of survivingbreastcancer.org, a nonprofit organization providing community, education, and resources to empower those diagnosed with breast cancer and their caregivers from day one and beyond. Everyone and welcome to another episode of Breast Cancer Conversations. We are continuing our marathon series of key takeaways from the 2023 San Antonio Breast Cancer Symposium. Today's topic is on antibody drug conjugates. So let's dive right in. Welcome to the conversation. Now we're going to go to something different, antibody drug conjugates. Um, there are a lot of these. Um, we're going to talk about what, what they are. Um, some approved examples. So in hair two is one um, as well as Tridelvi. And something to keep in mind about these is there are different ones and there are different ones for all different subtypes. So no matter your subtype at this point, there is an ADC for you. <laughs> um, and there are a ton coming down the line. Um, and what I mean by that is uh, lots in clinical trials and many in preclinical trials, which would be like in mice um, or in cell lines. The goal with these is to decrease side effects because as many of us know, um, hopefully not personally, but many of us personally, there are a lot of side effects and they can be really detrimental. Um, and then of course, maintain and incre increase the effectiveness. So these are two things that are really being worked on um, in, in labs to get these to be more tolerable and to increase their effectiveness. So first we're gonna talk about what they are. So if you can, next slide, please. Awesome. So what is an antibody drug conjugate? The good thing about this word is that it describes exactly what this guy is. So on the right of the slide, you're going to see this, this big blob and it looks like a Y. So, you know, a little YMCA. Um, so antibodies are these really big molecules that your body uses for defense. And when you think about COVID antibodies, that's an antibody that sticks to the COVID virus. And what we're looking at and what has been engineered in the lab for these ADCs are antibodies that stick to cancer cells. So the, the whole role of the antibody is to stick to a cancer cell. For example, in HER2. And HER2 sticks to HER2 um, on the outside of HER2 positive cancer cells, right? So the antibody is kind of the, the, the targeting molecule. So then the other next part is the drug. So the drug in all cases that are approved as of now is a cytotoxic drug or a chemotherapy. So basically there's these little, you'll see there's little red balls stuck to that big Y molecule. And those are the chemotherapy drugs. And so what these do is what they do normally, um, which is kill cells, right? Kill rapidly dividing cells. So the antibody tracks the drug, tracks to the cancer cell and then the cytotoxic drug kills it. And that's really how they're supposed to work. There's a lot of uh, um, problems and good things and bad things, but we won't go into that. Now, you also need something to conjugate or link those two together, and that's the linker. Um, so FDA-approved examples are in HER2. We talked about Tridelvi. So the antibody sticks to trope 2 um, but Tridelvi, you don't have to have a test for trope 2. It's been approved for hormone receptor positive, HER2 negative, and also metastatic triple negative breast cancer. So that's really important. As again, there are many in clinical trials and development. And we're going to talk about two clinical trials really quickly um, that were presented at SABCS. 
Hey, Amy, while you're preparing, can I just say real quick, one of the things shared by a couple of the advocates that attended was choosing the treatment type is based on where you are in, or in your life. Sometimes you'll tolerate worse side effects when you're younger versus when you're older or if you're raising kids or not kids. So I wanted to share that. That was spoken about at several of the sessions. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really good point. Like we all have different uh, tolerabilities based on a lot of things going on in our lives, um, et cetera. And luckily, Katie's going to talk about some specific uh, toxicities too. So that's a really good point. Thank you, Amy. Um, so the first ADC I'm going to talk about is datopotamab Durextecan, which is a mouthful. Um, sometimes you'll hear this called Dato DXD, but my favorite name is Dato Potato. Literally, you will hear oncologists call it that. So that's fun. Um, this is an antibody drug conjugate that has in the past been studied for in metastatic triple negative breast cancer. But the study that was presented at SABCS was in um, hormone receptor positive, HER2 negative or low, who had previously been treated with a couple lines of chemotherapy. And they compared this to the investigator's choice of chemotherapy. And that just means what chemotherapy the oncologist wanted to get. So there was a comparison. They found that... Um, People, patients who received Dato DXD survived a couple more months um, than those who uh, received the investigator's choice of chemotherapy. And something you'll hear a lot um, is that we're still waiting on the overall survival data because it takes longer, which really is good because that means people are living longer. We want the overall survival data to take a long time, even though it does make it difficult as we wait for the drugs to be here. But that's something to keep in mind. Um, it's a the um, also, side effects. So, compared to the chemotherapy, Dato DXD had less neutropenia, which means um, less low white blood cell counts, but there were more mouth sores. So, stomatitis is mouth sores. So, that's one of the known side effects of Dato DXD. Um, and we'll talk, and Katie's going to talk more about side effect management in a little bit. There were more all grade side effects, which we won't talk about, but there were fewer very serious side effects. Um, and there were also some eye side effects, um, which you can see with the antibody drug conjugates. They also studied the quality of life um, and time to decline, which was nine months in Dato DXD versus 4.8 months. So something to take away from this, I think, is just that um, there's a lot going on um, in the slide, but we are seeing increased progression-free survival, which is good. Um, and we are seeing different kinds of toxicities and different kinds of side effects. And this will be a running theme um, for different um, antibody drug conjugates. All right, next slide. I'm going to go through this one a little bit faster. Another, um, another drug that was tested in combination with Dato DXD. So you're taking Dato DXD and combining it with an immunotherapy called Dervalumab. Um, this was done in advanced and metastatic triple negative breast cancer as first line therapy. Um, it was an early phase trial. So phase one, two, there's no comparison arm, but they did find that the pro progression free survival was almost 14 months and 79% had a complete response or a partial response, meaning their tumors shrunk completely or partially shrunk. They also saw side effects such as stomatitis. These are the mouse sores which makes sense because they're using Dato DXD. Um, but they also saw nausea, um, which is, I think, characteristic of uh, Dervalumab as well. So this was, and also <laughs> when you hear these funny terms like begonia, 
and Tropics O2. And oh my gosh, they always give clinical trials funny names, not funny names, just names, they're just names. And I can't remember what goes with what. Um, so if you can't, don't worry about it, but you can always look it up. Um, so this was the Begonia trial ARM7. Um, they're going to look at uh, this a little bit more depth coming up. Yeah, so I get to uh, share a little bit or talk a little bit about the side effects and management when it comes to uh, ADCs. And uh, I, for better or worse, have some personal experience with uh, an ADC and uh, side effect management. So, you know, it's important to remember that uh, the side effects for all of the, all of the drugs, um, but definitely with ADCs, uh, differ uh, from um, drug conjugate to drug conjugate. And so that has a lot to do with the chemotherapy payload. Uh, that um, is attached to it and can be also be due to the antibody itself. Uh, and so uh, the example uh, here is that, you know, in HER2, uh, because the antibody is uh, trastuzumab or what we also know as Herceptin, um, can, ca can cause heart issues. Um, and so that, those are things that uh, our oncologists have to really watch closely uh, are the different side effects that can, can come from either uh, the chemotherapy drug or the antibody itself. And then sometimes uh, the linker stability can pay, play a role as well. Uh, how well the linker keeps the uh, anti antibody and the chemotherapy uh, together until they actually get to the target in the cell uh, can impact how severe the side effects are for us um, patients on those drugs. So uh, next slide, please. Uh, so this talks a little bit then about some uh, specific recommendations for the uh, ADCs that are currently on the market. Uh, in HER2 uh, can have a lot of um, nausea and vomiting. Uh, and so it's very common to receive either three or four drug cocktail uh, as pre-medicine uh, before you get your uh, HER2 infusion uh, to help uh, control those side effects. And then there are additionally drugs that can be taken um, after the infusion is given uh, on treatment, on the days after treatment uh, to help with those uh, side effects as well. Uh, another possible issue with uh, NR2 is uh, interstitial lung disease um, or pneumonitis. And it's important for our oncologists, uh, if you're on NR2, to watch that very closely. Uh, and the recommendation is to do a high resolution uh, CT scan uh, every uh, 12 weeks or sooner than that uh, if you're having uh, symptoms. And so uh, depending on that, uh, we may determine uh, how long a patient could stay on NHER2. Uh, for Tridelvi, the big side effects are low white cell counts and uh, diarrhea. And those can really be controlled with dose reductions and other medications. And dose reduction is always an option, uh, especially on ADCs, but with any of our drugs. Um, in fact, uh, uh, I recently did a dose reduction uh, with the NHER2 that I am receiving, and it has made my life a lot easier. Uh, so moving forward uh, in studying the, an the antibody drug conjugates, uh, it's going to be important to optimize Dose, dosing and, and the scheduling of getting the drugs, uh, doing uh, pharmacogenetic testing, uh, which is really looking at the levels of drugs uh, in our bodies uh, after a certain amount of time when it's given. And they're uh, doing some studies to uh, with wearable devices that might detect side effects earlier than patients would feel them, which is kind of a really cool uh, thing that's coming down the pike. Um, and then... Um, 
there's uh, lots of drug engineering going on, as Amy mentioned. There's all, lots of new ADCs uh, in development, and they're hoping to continue to lower the toxicity uh, of those as um, as those to do that. Because the whole idea, right, of, of antibody drug conjugates is uh, targeting the chemotherapy directly to the cancer instead of going all the way through our bodies. Um, but there's still uh, we're still learning a lot about how to do that really effectively. And thank you everyone for listening to our show. I would like to acknowledge that all of the information on our podcast are from personal experiences and are not a substitute for professional medical advice. You should always contact your medical care team. If you're looking for specific topics or would like to be a guest on our show, please feel free to reach out to me. My email is laura at survivingbreastcancer.org. Until next time, keep on thriving.